This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach. I think I've told you this before. My wife loves to be right. I'm kidding her all the time that she would much rather hear me say you're right than I love you. Everybody likes to be right. Remember when you were a kid and a teacher would ask a question and the kids in the classroom would raise their hand? Usually it was the same kids, the smart ones, probably people like you. But there was always one kid with their hand raised and he was usually grunting and stretching going, ooh, 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 I have the answer, I have the answer, I know this. There were probably a bunch of other kids with the right answer as well, but they were just not as vocal. Having the right answer is a great thing in a contact center, but it also can be a burden, especially if you're a leader and you're a coach. Because having the right answer for your employee may not be the fastest and best way to get the change in buy-in that you want. You may have to wait just a little. And it, it's pretty much the same thing also with your clients and with your, with your front line. Having the right answer may not necessarily be the fastest way for you to get to the conclusion and a successful conclusion of the call because the client's just not quite there yet. And it requires some active listening on the part of your front line so that they can maneuver and work with the client to help them to come to the right answer. So listen, welcome to Podcast 98. Today we're going to talk about active listening and coaching, and I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to try something, and hopefully it'll work. And that is that I think that valuable customer skills can equal valuable coaching skills. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at some best practices or some wisdom around active listening and how do you work a customer through this issue of their knowing that they're right and then we're going to apply it to coaching. So we're going to learn two things. We're going to learn a little bit more about how to deal with customers. And then, of course, stay focused on what, what really matters in these podcasts, which is how can you be a better coach and a better leader? So first up, when we're dealing with this, your customer does not know their real problem. And this may seem crazy, but it happens more than you might think. Customers often find a solution to a problem that was not theirs. You'll fix many problems with your clients when you're able to help the customer to see their problem correctly. Sometimes, many customers, they even have two problems. It's important that you listen early to understand what the customer is saying. Many times, although you have the answer, you can't connect your customer to the answer until they clearly understand the problem. Many times, this information is detrimental to the customer's position, yet they need to understand the full problem so you can give them the correct answer. Ever run into a circumstance where you're talking to your front line and they're saying, listen, I, I knew the answer, but the customer had no clue what his problem was or her problem was. And I had to first get them to understand what the real problem was and to change their perspective on it before I can even solve it. 
Well, that means that you have to listen patiently. You have to ask probing questions. You need to use verbal cues so that you're acknowledging and recognizing what what the customer's saying so that you can then move them to and help to explain to them what their real problem is. And coaching is no different. You see the problem. It's as clear as day to you, but your employee doesn't. I, I know this has happened to you. You, you. you sit down to talk to them, and maybe this is not the first conversation you've had with them, but they just don't get it. And they just don't see it. And you know that if I could just connect the dots, if I could just find a way to get them to see this problem in, in the way that it's supposed to be seen, that we could actually solve it together. And sometimes it's as simple as they just don't, they didn't understand the core. They missed something when things got started. And we see this all the time with, with HT, you know, in, in trying to get them to understand skills and, and knowledge, right? How important it is to know everything about what they need to understand about your solutions and then being able to apply their skills to it as well. And, and then secondly, they think they know how to solve the problem, but the reality is the best way to solve it is the way you want them to solve it. And, and of course, they always come up with different answers as to why their way of doing it didn't work. And, you know, of course, the customer was crazy and they didn't say the right thing. And, you know, how do you get over overcome the customer that's crazy? And, and you keep saying that over and over to them. Well, listen, if, if you just followed this after thousands and millions of calls, we've learned that this is the best and the fastest way to overcome what it is we're trying to get done. And so so that's the way that you go about that's the way that you go about doing it. And getting them to see that, getting that, getting that light bulb to turn on is so important. And it really is getting them to understand what their what their real problems are. So do your employees really know their challenges? Do, do they really know them? Do they really know how things are measured? Is there a disconnect somewhere when you're talking to them that, that just means they don't really understand what the problem is? And really, really experienced people sometimes miss this and, and still don't get it. And so then you have to turn to, well, how do people learn best? How can I explain this to them in a way that, that I can turn that light bulb on for them? I mean, it might be past examples. It, it, it always, almost always is in coaching is using examples of other employees that had a similar struggle that were able to overcome it and solve it. Many times their, their lack of understanding the problem is, is that they just don't care. They, they don't care. And, and, and then you're now looking at, well, what do they care about? And how can I make a connection between what they care about and what I care about or what, what the company cares about. Many times leadership is just simply about getting somebody to do something that they don't necessarily want to do or don't know how to do that's in their best interest. And that, of course, is your job to get them to do what the company wants them to do, what's in their best interest that will help them to be more successful. When you're done with a coaching session, it's always really important to look back and, and make sure that you answer a really core question, which is, do they really understand the problem? After, after me talking to them, do they really understand what the problem is? Because if they don't understand the problem, you're never going to get to, you're never going to, get to where you need to get to. Next up in, the, in, in, in customer coaching, when you're dealing with valuable customer insights, is, is that your customer is not done complaining. And so you can't get to the right answer and the right solution because they're still emotionally engaged with the problem. They're, they're, they're just not done 
communicating their problem. Uh, having the right, right answer only works when the customer is in the right frame of mind. That means a customer has a chance to share their frustration, their angst, their fear, etc. Giving the customer the time to vent, even though you have the answer for them, will get you to where you want to get to quicker. Many times we have a great answer and the customer will be ecstatic with our solution and we know that. We still need to give them the opportunity to share their side of the story. They will not hear you unless you hear them. And I know you know this and I know that you teach this to your frontline all the time. Sometimes we miss a customer's issues because they don't sound irritated or angry. Sometimes they sound hopeless or even defeated. But it sounds crazy, but sometimes customers complain even if it doesn't sound like a complaint. Now, we never want with the front line to, to create a complaint that's not there. But at the same time, when you listen closely, you may have to hold your right answer until the customer is ready to hear it, especially when they're upset and they're complaining. Well, again, we have to listen patiently. We have to acknowledge what they say because it's so important when somebody's complaining that they recognize that you're listening to them. And the only way that you can, you can show that you're listening to them is either with some sort of a verbal cue or actually acknowledging them. And then you usually have to repeat back to them so that they know that you understand and heard them. And only then can you move forward with your customer and actually get to your right solution because you've gotten through the, the, the pain of them complaining or explaining what it is to, to be done. Well, coaching is no different. I, I know you've heard this. I'm good. When you ask an employee how they're doing and they say, I'm good, and you know they're not good. But, but they say, I'm good. How many times do we hear that? And then they quit, have a meltdown, wind up in HR or wherever. Employees need to have an opportunity to vent, share, be negative, recharge. Is it safe? Are you safe to complain or to express concern? It, it, do, do they feel safe when they're with you as an opportunity for them to, to, to vent? Your first reaction to an employee and how they vent, and maybe the very first time that you've done it, is really, really important. You can't give them enough opportunity to vent and to share what's going on with them because a small problem to you may be a gargantuan problem to them. And sometimes their venting has nothing to do with something that's your fault. It, it may have nothing to do with, with what's your fault. Somebody may be employed that's working out of their house and they're constantly interrupted or there's a, a leaking faucet or who knows what else might be going on? And it doesn't really have anything to do with you, but until they can vent that, until they can share that, until they can unburden themselves with it, you're, you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to be able to get to helping them be more successful until we can overcome what that is. And so it's a really simple question. Do you have a really good perspective on knowing when your employees are up or whether they're down, whether they're deeply concerned. Is this an employee that, um, how does this employee actually complain? I mean, how do they actually vent? How do, you, how do they share their feelings with you? Uh, it's a contact center. They can't be happy all the time. I mean, are, are they angry? Are they silent? Do they gossip? Uh, do they get distant? Do they have poor scores? Uh, does their adherence start to go down? Uh, maybe, maybe you don't know, but, but you need to figure that out. You need to be able to look for the signs and pay attention and focus and know every single employee that works for you, how they vent and how they share their concerns. And, and if you've got some, some employees that are happy bappy, you really need to think back and figure out when did they share them some concerns because maybe you've missed something. 
And I don't know what your turnover rate is like or, or, or whether you always know the people that are walking out the door. Rarely do I see that. Uh, quite often we're surprised by somebody that we thought was doing pretty well that, that all of a sudden isn't coming back. And if you're in an organization that has really high turnover, then that could be happening to you all the time. Well, many of the reasons that it happens is because there's an issue, there's a problem. We know there's an issue, there's a problem. And, and, if, and if, if, if it's an issue and it's a problem and you've talked about it and you've shared and they've shared and you've been open about it and, and you still couldn't change it, the circumstance to either make them perform better or, 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 or just keep them from leaving or keep them to stick around longer and to give it another try, then, then that's okay. But if you don't know, if you're getting surprised, if you feel like you're walking away from some conversations and you felt like there was something just underneath that, that you've missed then you need to go back and try to pursue that. And the way that you pursue it, there's multiple different ways. I can't give you the, the single answer but on how to actually go about that, but it, but it starts with understanding how your employee works, how your employee responds, how they've done it in the past. Uh, and, and once you figure out what that, that avenue is, that gateway to getting them to truly express what's going on, in whatever the format is that they that they do that, or or the gateway that allows you to see that hey, there's an issue here that I'm going to need to spend the majority of this one-on-one -on -one to make sure that I break through and find out what that issue is. Sometimes we have a tendency to sit down in our one-on-ones, or even in the short time they're with some people, and, and and we've got an agenda that we've got to get through because we need to talk to them about their adherence, or we need to talk to them about this particular area or something that they've missed. When the reality is, we need to get them into a position to be able to receive that information and to be able to then process it, uh, apply something new to them and, and make a change to it. So if you've got an employee that, that, that shares, you can talk to them, they change, they get better, you move on to the next one, then, then that's great. But the people that you don't, it may start with the fact that, that, that they're not ready. You keep having conversations with them where they're just not ready yet. And it's because you haven't uncovered what the true key issues are. Well, third up from the customer perspective is your customer has another answer they think is right first. In many instances, when you get on the phone with a customer, they've been thinking, researching, and brewing over their issue for quite some time. Self-help and community assistance is great if it brings the customer to the right answer, but many times this isn't the case. Having the right answer becomes more complicated when the customer thinks they already have the answer. Your right answer will not be considered until the customer has had a chance to give you their pitch. I know you know this one. Here's what they do. Well, first starts right out of the gates was make sure you listen to their right answer. Don't blow a hole in it too soon. They've, some, they've spent some time on it and you will never have a successful call until you hear their answer. It's the same way with your employees, right? You can't just come right out and tell them you're wrong. And maybe there are some, maybe there are some employees that you have that have the kind of personality and confidence that you can just flat out say, no, you're wrong. But you, you, need, to, you need to listen to their idea. And I know you're busy. You've got a lot to do. You've probably heard it uh, before. You've probably heard it a hundred zillion times. Listen carefully. Don't take, you know, make sure you take notes if they don't think you've listened, you're, you're done for. You're, you're wasting your time. And I know every one of us has run through the circumstances with someone that comes in, and, you know, they've got a better idea. They've got a better way to overcome this customer solution. They've got a, a better way to accomplish it. And, 
you know, and it takes every fiber of your being that say, listen, we've done this millions and millions of times. You know, this is the right way to do it. You have to acknowledge what they have to you have to say. Wow, listen, that's a great, uh, that's great. Uh, it's really great to have a new perspective on this. But let's do it our way first. And you learn and master the way we want this done. And then we can figure out what the next step is and, 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 and take a look at yours after we've mastered this one, because this is the best one for us. But you have to listen to their right answer right out of the gates or you won't get anywhere. You have to acknowledge their answer. In the customer perspective, when they're done, you have to acknowledge and you have to um, show respect and consideration for the work that they've already done. Don't be fake. Um, say something positive, something right about it. Uh, again, if a customer, you acknowledge what the customer came up with. If you don't, if you if you're fake about it, they're going to understand it. But if you acknowledge it and find something good about that answer, like hey, that, that that's really a, I, I like that concept. Uh, I've I've never heard that before, or you know, I've heard a number of customers make that comment. And when you do this, when you do this, when you're coaching now, when you use the same customer customer focus with your front with your frontline employees or with whoever it is you're coaching. Uh, uh, you're doing two things. One, you're modeling acknowledgement. So when you're having your one-on-one coach saying, you're actually model- modeling how to acknowledge and two, it's showing that you're listening. So I know this is a skill that you already have and this is basic to you, but if you're talking to an, an employee and that employee uh, thinks they have the right answer and it's not the right answer, you acknowledging what it is they've said goes a long way to getting them to move, uh, to move in the direction they need to do. Third up is you need to share that they're not alone. In the customer environment, uh, usually this is not the first time this solution has come up. Um, and when you share with it, share with them that others, assuming that that actually is the case, have come to a similar conclusion, it lets them know they're not alone. It's one of the simplest ways in a frontline environment when you're talking to your customers to get them to move to the answer that you want, which is to connect them with someone else that's in a similar circumstance, that has a similar challenge, that used your solution and was able to overcome it. And sometimes that's that's not necessarily always a great outcome for them, but but once they learn that other people have experienced the pain, or once they learn that there are others involved, it it, it gives them a sense of the fact that they're not alone, that this, they're the, not the only one with this problem, and that there is a way out of it, even if it's not necessarily the way that they want to get out of that. And and when you're coaching, this is probably the single best solution that you have to overcome that, and that is to use examples of other reps like them who are doing it right. Using examples of other reps, especially ones that are similarly situated in the amount of time they've been there or how smart they are or in their performance levels or someone that has, has, has turned this around an area and, and has gone, gone on to do something spectacular. Sometimes you can use the other way too. You can say, listen, you know, there are other people that have chosen this particular path and they just failed miserably. They, they weren't successful at all. So it doesn't always have to be positive. You can use a negative answer as well. But, but whatever these answers are, these similarly situated reps... Similarly situated experiences, whether they happened last week, last month, or 10 years ago, you need to save these answers and connect them like fine, fine art so that you can use these answers, these stories, when you end up coaching the same circumstance over again with someone else. And, and having those prepared and having those ready and writing them down after you come up with a new one on the fly will help you better prepare to coach with future employees, maybe the one that you're going to have this afternoon or maybe one that you're not going to have for a year. And then finally, when you're dealing with somebody that, that, that thinks they have the right answer, is the last thing you do is to share what they did not or could not know. And this is also really important with, with customers. When you share the correct answer, let your customer know any information that they could not have known or missed 
it's not in a fault-finding way. Customers that learn about additional information feel better that they miss the solution. They'll come around to your side much easier. When somebody learns the right answer and they realize that they could have never could have known that because there was other information that they didn't have, it, it makes it much easier for them to come along to your side because you're sharing a secret with them. You're sharing the information that you have, which helps them to understand why the solution is where they're going. And this is the same thing that you do in coaching, is you're sharing information with them, especially, this is easy with new people, that they didn't necessarily know. And so it makes it much easier for them to come along to your side. It's much, much harder with people that have been around, especially for people that have been doing it a long time. Uh, you might have to, with people that have been around for a long time, you know, when you share something they don't know, you might have to use a, you might have to use a little bit of a curveball or try something new or something that hasn't been done before. And of course, you should know this before you even sit down and talk to them and and start coaching with them. You need to know your solution, your answer, your task, the plan that the plan that you want to use. And this is a great opportunity to brainstorm with other leaders about how they've overcome a particular issue with an employer. Heck, send me a note on, on it. Maybe I've got an answer for you or, or a curveball or something different that you can do. It's also really important to remember how these people have learned in the past. Was there a way that they learned in the past that, that allowed them to change for the positive that maybe you can apply that particular solution to this particular challenge? Knowing the right answer in a contact center isn't always the fastest and best way to get to the conclusion that you want, especially when you're coaching employees. We see this every day in every transaction with customers. Sometimes it requires patience so that we can stop, we can listen, acknowledge, recognize, and bring the customer alongside to us. And it takes a little bit longer in the end. Our AHT is lower, but it seems like There'd be a faster, more direct line. But when there are two parties in the conversation, we have to make sure that both people are ready to move forward. Well, those customer skills work when you're coaching as well. The best thing that you can do as a leader is to bring your people along and help them to get better, whether that's as a supervisor on the front line or as as a a C-level executive in, in the big time suites. And that is helping people get better. People that work for you that are better after they've been with you than when they arrived are the best example that you have to show your leader why you need a raise and you need a promotion. Because when they send people to you, they learn, they change, they get better, they excel. Are you the kind of leader that, that, that when people talk to you, when they sit down with you, when they're coached by you, they learn, change, and get better? If you are, congratulations. If you're not, perhaps you can use some of these skills and ideas that we talked about to get yourself better. I tell you every week that you can be a great leader. It just takes a lot of hard work and focus. Are you putting in the hard work? Do you have the focus? It also should require you to look at bringing someone alongside that can help you, to advise you, to work you through some of the issues that you've got going on in your job or in your career. That's a mentor. And I've just finished two podcasts on that. If you're just starting now on how to 
find a mentor, or maybe you're the kind of person that can be a mentor overall, or maybe there's a particular lane that works for you. Either way, you'll learn you'll get better, and the people around you will get better as well. Listen, thank you for listening to Podcast 98. Uh, Podcast 99 is just around the corner, and I'm now too short of 100. Can't wait to get there. So grateful that you're listening. If there's an idea or a thought or a particular subject that you'd like me to cover, uh, maybe one that I've missed, let me know because I would love to do it. Uh, You know how to reach me. It's been great to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.